So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. So much to get into. So much to talk about. What what could we be talking about today? It is Sports Key Wrestling. I am Kev Kellum. That is the legendary wrestling personality himself. He's been in the business for decades. And what a wild year, year and a half and a year it's already going to be. We're going to talk about the biggest wrestling story, maybe of all time, the weird and wild and up and down, back and forth and returning situation of Vince McMahon in power in WWE. We'll also cover the big changes on this week's SmackDown, too. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about the the wrestling show that was just on. We want to hear from you, the fans. We want you to share the link or you stink it in the comments below. I'm Kev Kelm filling in for Rick Uccino and SP3. Hopefully that's okay, Dutch. Hopefully that's all right with you. Oh, that's fine. Well, (laughs) just fine by you. Uh, let's get into it. Why Why wait any time? Why, why Why? not get into it? And I want to hear from fans about this and know their take here. Uh, this story was originally broken yesterday by the Wall Street Journal. And they said that the plan for Vince to get back into power in WWE in their executive branch and work towards a possible sale uh, was something that they were into. That was confirmed by McMahon himself in a, in a separate press release. And then this morning, WWE putting on a statement on their corporate website that he is indeed back in power with a statement saying that he's returning to the executive branch of the company by the chairwoman <laughs> and the co-chairperson, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon, and the content chief content officer, Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H. So they're, they're on that. They're designated by their titles. And Vince is on the board. Three people leave the board of WWE directors. George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, who are uh, integral in the launch of the WWE Network in 2014, are now back in the company, but just on the board. So they don't have any designated titles, but obviously they have voting power and influence in the company. Uh, this is all after uh, a very wild 2021 for Vince McMahon. All the different allegations of uh, misconduct, impropriety, Terry's and, uh, and NDAs, millions of dollars tied to it. And eventually that kept heating up, and then he was out of the company, and now he's back. What do you think of this whole thing, Dutch? This is so much to take in. Well, you know, this was my yesterday. I'm sitting around and, you know, throwing rocks at my cat and, you know, just having a normal day. And then uh, the Congress is trying to elect them a Speaker of the House and to vote and vote and vote and vote some more. And, you know, it's just normal stuff. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I read Vince McMahon returning to WWE. Well, I mean, this was a mainstream story. This was on yeah. a lot of the cable news channels. This is well beyond the wrestling sphere. Screw, screw the House of Representatives. I mean, that takes a back seat to Vince. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wait a minute. I mean, I had heard that he was trying to get back. He wants to get back. But in 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 in, in my eyes, I'm saying, I don't know. He may have too much water may have went under that dam or over that dam for him to wade his way back into back into the middle but he did and now i'm thinking wow what a great day to be a fly on the wall in wwe headquarters in stanford connecticut 
Now, can you imagine everybody that run their mouth <laughs> after Vince, Vince's exit? Now they run into him in the hallway. And that would be a really a awkward situation. And I'm wondering, is Vince going to get rid of anybody? I mean, I heard that he went back. Now, see, all this is kind of Turkish to me because I don't really understand the stock sales and all this. Mm -hmm. But yesterday... When he announced he was returning, it jumped 10% automatically almost. And it's up today. I, re I, I just looked five minutes ago. It's up almost 17% from yesterday. Uh, at one point, it was up 21% than it was the day prior. So that's the, the you know, Wall Street's reacting to this differently than fans are. Uh, and this is the highest the stock's been since 2019. So uh, this is a big deal. Uh, and people respond. I think more of that is a response to the, the possibility of a sale of WWE. So if you're a stockholder, that would benefit you on a dividend. So that, I, I think that's less. And the, the stock went up when Vince left. You know, when Vince left, the stock went up there too. So I think it's more tied to how people invest in the company. People commenting here, this should be a great interview. I wonder what Dutch, uh, Dirty Dutch's uh, take is on Vince McMahon uh, back and the board of directors, Trivia, Shawn Michaels, Stephanie McMahon, all should be concerned and worried. I don't know about that because this same statement, though, um, certifies some things. And mind you, this could all change, right? Plans change, yeah. pal. We've heard that a lot with Vince. Yeah. Uh, well, been this designates him as someone who's on the board, and it also says in the same statement he says, "I'm not. I uh, they, we have great management. The people that are in the roles, I'm not. I'm not here to change any of that. My return is not going to change any of that." And a lot of this indicates that he's a part of the uh, strategic alternative, which is to po possibly set up a sale. Though in the same statement they say in, that transaction may not be coming from this. Well, who, uh, but who this is Vince kind of forcing his hand, being a majority shareholder. He still uh, owns majority of the shares are, in the company to put himself back on the board. They're content creators. Who would he sell to, do you think? Just off the top of your head. Uh, off the top of my head, and this is talking to Bill and, and also talking to some people I know in the industry that I can't name specifically. Um, NBC Universal seems like the, the most likely candidate. They would want to do this. They have Peacock already. WWE has a, a relationship with them. Peacock is a new streaming service. They own a cable network. They need to keep, like, they have the Comcast Infinity Cable Service. They have to keep that flowing, just like Netflix does, just like all these different things. Disney has Marvel to keep you on Disney Plus or keep you on that for a long, long time. Uh, I would say NBC is probably the number one candidate, but I wouldn't rule out a Disney. I wouldn't rule out these other major companies. Another one that's worth talking about here, and this one kind of came together and it has some financial analysis. This story up at uh, sportskeeda.com. This comes from front office uh, sports as well. And this is uh, from Lightshed Partners, an analyst uh, on the, the financial world, Brandon Ross saying, in the same way that they did with Liv, the Saudi Arabian business fund, Saudi's public investment fund, their PIF, uh, has unlimited faucets of dollars. Liv was the golf league they did that basically mm -hmm. stole players away from the PGA. Uh, and he adds that the Saudis are already in a decent part, part of profitability of the company uh, just with the Saudi-based WWE events, which lure you know 50 million plus dollars per show. They would be trying to – they would want to do this to be relevant in the world of entertainment. Uh, the report added that Amazon, Comcast, Endeavor, Liberty Media, and talent agency CAA are also potential suitors. Uh, Amazon has always been talked about. They have Amazon Prime. They have a streaming platform. You can move all the, all the premium live events over there, and they have a delivery service to get a bunch of products to people. And this is another product for them to sell. Um, and Liberty Media is a giant company. They're more in the kind of uh, media distribution end on some things, but not widespread. 
Uh, I believe they have some partnership as well with SiriusXM. Uh, I, I think a major company is going to want to buy this. You, you told me the number you think it would be worth would be around $5 billion. No, that's what I read. I mean, I'm just going by what I read. It's, they say the company is worth uh, $5 billion. So, but what, what I'm thinking about is how did all this get started? All of a sudden, Vince is linked to all these women out of the blue, kind of, came all at one time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was trying to piece that together, but the only new person that had been added into the mix was Nick Khan. So, and all of a sudden, this leaks to the New York Times. And did it leak through Nick Khan? Did it? Le- it could have leaked through. Who knows? And 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 really, who knows? Yeah, I mean, who knows? There's seven different accusations and allegations, which are pretty serious. And it's harder for me to go into those because they vary in levels of severity in terms of how you want to approach those things. Some of them are consensual relationships outside of his marriage. There's an NDA tied to that. Some people think it's a quid pro quo situation where if you're with me, then you get this. All of them are pretty nasty. And then there's other ones that are more severe that I just feel uncomfortable talking about. so how did he I get- think with with him, with the uh, odd thing is you have a lot of these these NDAs and WWE pushing them out the door saying the fact that you spent that money even though it may be your own money is still influential on the company so the, there's that debate then we get these SEC filings which is you have to file these with the government emails between him and the board in the lead up to the end of 2022 over the Christmas holiday this is wild he's emailing the board saying that he has to be reinstated on the board. And that he has to be reinstated on the board just because of the in, the business environment for media rights for kind of intellectual properties, the way that they're being sold on streaming services. And WWE is in a very, very good position for that, despite all these different things. If they're still a company, if this affects them, it hasn't been foreseeably seen. Initially, people are responding to it, but I think there's more just tied to the sale. In these emails, he's just saying that. They respond with uh, kind of some tense words, saying that um, you have to sign this commitment that you're not going to come back into the company. You have to sign this commitment that you're going to pay for the investigation into you. Uh, And the the executives, I won't name them specifically, that were involved in that investigation that are on the board of directors are out of the company. And it's just so there's just so much happening here. There's a lot of uh, big money chess pieces being played here. Well, if we ever find out the truth about it, which we never will, all this could have been a setup from the beginning. It's hard to to envision that, but I wouldn't put it past them because it leaked all of a sudden, and now it comes down to this. Now Vince is back in, and the stock is jumping, so let's see where this goes. This is the best story I've ever heard about wrestling. I mean, I've heard of smaller territories, but, you know, that was like, sell me a car and I'll give you this and a tire or whatever. But this is billions and billions and billions of dollars. And Vince is not a young man anymore. He's 77. 77 years old. Yeah. Do you believe that this is done to sell the company and that's it? And then he's out of the picture. I don't think, I don't think he'll be out of the picture now. No. I, I mean, I couldn't envision him three months ago even getting a chance to come back, even though he had 83% of some shares and he had all the voting shares in the family. So this is, this should be a TV show. It kind of is. It's called Succession. I got to start watching it it now. There's so many people that compare it to that, uh, a show I believe it's on Showtime. 
have you ever watched Succession? No, I haven't. But a lot of people talk. It's one of those God, things where I watch so much that. wrestling for work that the next thing I want to watch is like the silliest, like most lighthearted thing that doesn't have any like tenseness to it. Uh, so, and, and there's a lot of wrestling. It's pretty outlandish as well. We'll talk about tonight's SmackDown, some outlandish things on there, some crazy things on there. We'll get to it, but just digging into the story, talking about potential companies that can buy it, hearing from fans, uh, Sefet, uh, Sokovic saying, uh, the stock market went up because they heard the, the word sale. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Andrew saying, get Linda McMahon back and watch the stock rise and get Raw and SmackDown. She's over with the fans. Uh, I, she isn't really much involvement in WWE in quite some time, but obviously she's a shareholder. She's going to be involved yeah. in this company for a long, long time. Um, so, and a lot of different people with, with different takes on this thing here. Um, but, 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 here we go. D- here we go. This is one from Thomas uh, saying, uh, did Linda still have stock in, in her divorce with Vince? I'm thinking Linda could step in or give Stephanie the stock. I, yeah, you're talking some really uh, things. We don't know how much stock she owns or how much her interest is. And I would assume she has some. Uh, Vince, Vincent Kenny McMahon should have stayed in his home gym. Bring back Linda McMahon. Uh, that would shake it up. And also, uh, she's over with the fans. Right but I mean, what do you think? Here? Do you think he comes in and changes? This is what a lot of fans, I think, want to know. In the statement, he says he's not going to change anything creatively about the company. But do you do you hold him to that? Do you think he's going to come in and be like, all right, you know, let's change the entire picture in, this, in the entire road to WrestleMania before we get there? Well, he's Vince. So he can do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And now that it's doing better, I think that kind of hurt his feelings. It bruised his ego. And he may want to hop back in there, or he may not. Mm-hmm. He may hold true to his first uh, rule, and that is he's coming back in order to get the most money for the sale of the company. Which I don't buy. I, I, I can't see him selling. I just can't. Because it's... He built it from zero. Mm-hmm. Zero. He had a ring and he had some wrestlers, but he built it when it was a, a, a much, much smaller company now up to this. And I think last year they took in 1.7 billion. Was it in profit or no? Yes. 1.7 billion in profit. It was one of the more, it was one of the more profitable years. Yes. Wow. And that was almost the, the year they were still, Halfway shut down by the pandemic. Mm. But most Other of people, the people, uh, I'm saying uh, the stock going back up since he announced himself coming back. Yeah. So, and, and this is something that Bill after told me as well, that he doesn't think for the common fans aren't following the situation. That isn't the case, but this is getting mainstream media attention. I saw this on the local news. This wasn't just like a wrestling story. Um, and <laughs> do you think the flack is going to add up enough for him to be out of the position? Cause I also, he wasn't really mentioned on SmackDown tonight. We'll talk about SmackDown. We'll talk about uh, the situation he, with Royal Rumble and everything like that. But I Do you think they low-key it? He doesn't get involved. He's not out in front of the camera. He's just really low-key. Yeah, I'm here. You know I'm involved. Uh, but he's just kind of the puppet master backstage. Well, I wish he had been involved in SmackDown because I would have popped. I you you would have liked to see him show up tonight on SmackDown and be a character on TV. Well, not necessarily. Just show up like he did last time. <laughs> Say hello to the fans. It, it's all of us, guys. And then he leaves again. He just makes an appearance. He don't say nothing. But I think that would have been, <laughs> if they had released, he'd be on SmackDown tonight. You know, last week they had more viewers than they've had in the last two years. Yeah, it is. It is and, worth noting last week SmackDown, uh, a big, a big eventful show that set some things up here and built to what we have this week. 
and a clear line to Royal Rumble and some big matches on the show as well. That one featuring John Cena and Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. A big win for them. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns losing a match, mind you, you didn't get pinned. And this one drew the highest rating that SmackDown has drawn in two years. Is this the John Cena effect, do you think? Well, it is a John. I think it is a John Cena effect. Plus, it's the end of season, Mm kind of. And then it was a holiday weekend. And it wasn't it wasn't the holiday, it was the day before the holiday because it kind of it was the 30th, you know. But it was a holiday weekend still. Yeah. And then you had those big football games, you had them on Friday, and then you're gonna have them on Saturday. And I mean it was a it was a sports weekend. And I actually think SmackDown last week was a good show. Yeah. A really, really good show. But uh yeah, for some people we, you and I were talking. I'm sorry, I didn't go ahead, Dutch. I'm sorry. They didn't know Vince was coming back. And I wonder if they'd realize, oh, God, Vince is coming back. What the hell? So it just goes to show you that all that stuff with all these women and all this stuff that they, you know, all of a sudden it became a story out of the clear blue, what I'm saying. But it just goes to show you here it is. Is it six months, eight months later? About when that, it, about eight months, yeah. And nobody gives a crap. I mean, the regular viewers, they don't they don't care. The advertisers care. Yeah. But the viewers, hey, they say, hey, just, I've watched wrestling for years. I don't care what Vince does. Hell, he's an old man. He's probably, you know, if we really knew what some of these other people in the world have done, they've done much, much worse. And I'm not trying to, trying to weaken what he's, what he's done down. But after, give it a period of time, and the media has taught us this. Mm-hmm. Give it breathing room and it dies down. Unless it's right in your face every day, every day of the week, then it kind of loses its effect. And Vince kind of realized that. And I guess I don't know what kind of legal advice he got, but that would be the advice I would give him. But he picked he, he picked the right time to do it. What if these allegations continue or are maintained just, in the public eye? He'll just pay them off, I guess. I don't know. He's got the money to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. The whole thing is just, uh, it is messy. It still feels a bit messy. Uh, oh, but if, if we do get a, get a sale, that'll be a just as big of a story and, and how it plays into things. Certainly uh, continue to let us know what you think of it. And obviously we'll follow the whole story. There's a lot of different pieces to this. So definitely go to Sports Kita and you can set up your settings when you're at Sports Kita that you're just seeing stories about Vince. You're just seeing stories about these specific things. Uh, you can do that with the Sports Kita app available on Android and on app, uh, Apple devices. So definitely go get that. You can get all of our content there. A lot of Dutch, a lot of Vince Russo, a lot of Teddy Long over there as well. And, and some big interviews uh, coming out of different things here. Let's get into the big lines of SmackDown tonight. Show opens up with the Bloodline. They build to a big interruption of Kevin Owens. We are going to get the match we knew we were getting for a while. They waited to announce this. Obviously, Kevin Owens had some issues with that. Those two SmackDowns before Christmas, the ones I was uh, I was first row. I was right behind uh, Michael Cole. It was very, very fun. I thought I was going to get Kevin Owens that night. Didn't get him. Travel issues. They delay it. Interrupts the bloodline tonight. We're getting Reigns versus Kevin Owens. They've done this before. What do you think of Kevin Owens as the uh, opponent for Roman Reigns here on the road to WrestleMania? Well, I think they're building for... for uh, they're building for WrestleMania, but it... I think Owens is just going to – they'll just continue the story there. 
it's what they're going to do. And they will, they'll blow the big one at WrestleMania. Now, who that's going to be, I have no idea. They mm. did run tonight a really, really good uh, vignette on Cody Rhodes. Yeah, they did the and one with him in Hell in a Cell, showing off the injury. And this has been an odd thing because they're just building. We know he's coming back. It's just a matter yeah. of how they're going to introduce him and when they're going to do it. But it's not going to be. And I think if they do switch it now, they will move it to Cody because he's getting this. And these are touching, touching vignettes they're doing on him. He's got Dusty in there and, mm. and he got hurt. So. He's not just winning, but he's kind of winning for everybody else. It's like finally some good in the world comes mm-hmm. around and he walks away from it. And he's what they call a white meat baby face that you could really get some get some heat on him. And and I, I and I, I think Cody's worked his butt off. <clears throat> and one I had feared first when he was when I heard he was coming, and that was with the old regime. He would hit it hot for about a month, and all of a sudden it would just tail off. Getting hurt probably did him a favor. Distance <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder, right? And, and we're, we're in that position with him, and what a time to come right back before WrestleMania. And he and he was hot the whole time he was there in the spring and summer. And then he had that awful injury in, what, it was June? And I was at Hell in a Cell when he took that robe off. Boy, the room got sucked out of air in the Allstate yeah. Arena. And that Hell in a Cell match in a valiant performance, a match I mean people may be considering for a match of the year for Sports Keto Awards, which we're working on as well. Um, I, I think he comes back into the situation, and it just feels like a foregone conclusion, though, with Kevin Owens not winning this title. It does feel weird we've, that Reigns is so over as this undisputed champion. They're, even a casual fan can see, oh, he's not losing the title. Like they, they need to get that level of disbelief that, oh, he could. He could lose this. They need to get uh, you there, don't they? If Cody's in, the, if he's in the wings, they're not dropping it to Kevin. No, and I, and I don't, I don't, I think falls, even even a eight year old kid who watches now and then who just follows it a little bit knows yeah, that. Yeah, that spoils the WrestleMania deal, and that mm-hmm. will be a great, great. Is WrestleMania two nights this year? Yes, it'll be two nights this year in okay. Los Angeles. Selling wow. very well, by the way, too. A lot of tickets uh, being sold for that. And they're in L.A., right? In the stadium. Yep, SoFi Stadium, home of the Chargers and the Rams. And, of course, you know, there's a lot of people talking about John Cena being involved with it, The Rock being involved with it. But, I mean, whatever this rain scenario is, is you really got to figure that out and have it settled in pretty soon. And, and Cody's a big thing, too. People want – I mean, diehard fans want to see something big with Cody at Mania. Well, let me ask you a question. If Vince walks into that office, I was just thinking today, if I had to count how many puckered buttholes <laughs> – I mean, I don't think you could drove a 10 penny nail up in there somehow. <laughs> have you ever been in a, uh, a puckered uh, butthole situation with Vince McMahon uh, yourself? But I'd love to be a, like I said earlier, I'd love to be a fly on the wall, but uh, this Vince coming back and a lot of, I you know, people just, they're throwing everything out there. I think Vince might put out that he won't, he doesn't want to have anything to do with creative. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can help himself. I you really don't think don't. there's any way he can keep his hands off the pencil from writing stories for it. Well, I hope he does because they're, they're actually, they have some rhyme and substance to it going now. <clears throat> and if he did go in, I think he would only involve himself in one match, maybe the top match. I would hope. 
Or he may not. He would, he would take on almost more, a little more of like a Pat Patterson role and like booking specific type of things. Well, he's seen everything. Yeah. And, but still, just because you've seen everything, sometimes you can, the business can outgrow you. And sometimes, you know, I think that's what happened to Vince before because I think it just got away from him. And, you know, when you have a problem, I don't think he has handled so many problems in the past. Some of these problems that he had, you know, before eight months ago, kind of said, he just let them go. And they built upon themselves. The Mm -hmm. problem last year until, you know, uh, Triple H took over was stale as hell. Very, very stale. But I think now since they got it up, he may leave it alone and he may go in there just for the, the stated purpose of what he said was uh, just to help with the sale uh, of the company or some of their contracts for their content. So I don't know. It's yeah, still it, it's, We're in a contract year for television too. So it's just kind of yeah. like, it's, it's so much, so much going on to, to, to factor in all at one time and, Will he just walk away when that's done? I don't know. I really, really don't know. And he would have held up a deal if he wasn't involved in it. So um, I hope they kind of let Triple H continue to do it. Uh, And if this is a situation that kind of forced his hand to at least take less of a role in the day-to-day and just kind of manage the big picture, uh, that's okay. Because I know everyone's, oh, I'll let it go with his cold, dead hands with the long scene kind of perspective. But look at what's going on with SmackDown. It's a, it's a hot show. There's a lot of characters that are involved. There's cohesion in the storylines week to week. Even something small that I didn't think I would care about in the show. Ricochet taking on top dollar. The entire story of the match to qualify for the Royal Rumble. And it was a fine match. It was more of an angle than a match because it was barely a match. And top dollar is a limited in-ring performer. More of a personality type guy with this, the... the with uh, the team of Hit Row, the hip-hop influence group, and they are now turning heel. They turn on Ricochet after he defeats him. They build him up, and it felt like cohesion. There was some that That's an example of just this, that it, oh, they start the story, and then they don't finish it. They, they went with it for two weeks. Makes a little more sense. The Hit Row group, who had a bad botch in a match, has now been turned into a storyline in their heels. Ricochet's still a babyface. I know where we're going with Braun Strowman. I know we get a title match next week. It's kind of like dial back into the fundamentals. I'm not saying Vince didn't do that it just felt like you felt those fundamental bolts connecting and dots connecting a lot less than we do now well wwe right now kind of reminds me of wwe 20 years ago Mm. you can kind of like you just said you can feel the boats connecting and you know i know we we didn't watch AEW tonight but did you watch dynamite wednesday uh, no, but I caught most of the reports of it. I heard it was a, a fun show. I heard it had a lot of hot stuff with the Seattle crowd. I don't know who got a hold of that show. I have my ideas. Mm. But I think Jeff Jarrett had a big, big hand in putting that show together. Why do you say that? I know we weren't going we to touch on much AEW tonight just because we have this big Vince McMahon cover. But, yeah. I just not say that. Because they've been working that – he's been working that big angle with the acclaimed and said something about Jeff's wife and – and Kurt Angle, which got my attention. Mm. So I said, I'm going to watch this show and see what they do. And I watched it, and to my surprise, and I'm not a big AEW fan, the show was good. The show seemed to be good. slowed down and more concise and you know, more, more pointed. 
I mean, I don't know how else to describe it, but it wasn't a bad show. It was a good show. So it looked like somebody took that show and threw this out, threw this out, threw this out. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of extra stuff there if you just watch the show that's not needed. It just gums it up. And I think a lot of those things were thrown out. And the only new guy there that has booking experience that I know of is Jeff Jarrett. And I think he may have had a big hand in it. Well, whoever had the hand, I don't know if it's Jeff or whoever, but whoever had the hand in it, it was a better show. And I congratulate them for that. Bringing it back to the WWE perspective here and how things go, um, and we we get what we're getting from Triple H right now. It, we get the impression this corporate statement says that they're not going to change those things, or at least they allude to them in, in corporate phrases. And we get still a very red hot Roman Reigns overseeing his cousins, the Usos, defending the the undisputed tag team titles. Sami Zayn at his side. Sami Zayn watching with him backstage, throwing popcorn around and alluding to a match next week between him and Kevin Owens. Uh, they've done this a lot. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, their entire careers will always be tied yep. to each other. And they've kind of weaved in the history of Owens and Zayn as bitter enemies, you know, uh, tag team partners, and all these different things that dates back to like them starting in wrestling. And we get a little bit of that in SmackDown, weaved into the bloodline thing, and uh, and kind of the assignment given to him by Roman Reigns that you have to really deal with Kevin Owens. I'm sick of dealing with this guy who he's had to deal with before. Uh, what do you think of the character? Because it's just another level of, it's a fairly simple on paper story, but I mean, Sami Zayn is hitting this stuff out of the park in terms of just being a good actor. You know, he really delivers this kind of conniving. He has. Uh, yeah, submissive character. He has what every great wrestler has to have. He connects to the fan. If you look at Sammy with his shirt off, Looks like he's never even thought about walking into a gym, but it works. He's not out of shape, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. It works to his advantage because here's a guy out there that's not, doesn't have a great body, but he looks at Sammy says, Sammy doesn't have a great body either, but look what he's doing. He identifies with Sammy Zane and somebody else can identify with Sammy Zane because everybody wants to bully him and push him Mm -hmm. around, but he'll fight him. So that puts him over again, over in the eyes of the fans. A lot of fans see themselves as Sami Zayn, and they identify with him. And that's why he's over. Now, when they finally do something to him with some heels that that would really, really get hot if they really messed up Sami. I mean, and of course, you know, I don't know if the Usos can get much hotter, but they probably could. They were red hot tonight. They were way over tonight. And they were if, way over in this match against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. If they if if they do something to Sammy, and then Kevin makes the save, I mean that's your point. That's what you want. You want and, and some of those. Are, you can just easily put those, connect those. It is it, sort of predictable, it, but it's not bad predictable where this is going. Right? It's not yes, bad predictable. I predicted it for the last two months. Yeah. But it's also, I don't mind seeing it. Like, I know they got Elimination Chamber um, a while away from here. We'll get to that in a second. I don't want to lose track here. We get our main event. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre challenging the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team titles. And it's kind of the same position that Reigns is in, where they've had the championship so long. 
So just getting you to believe that they could lose those titles makes those near falls very gaspy. And I really thought the near falls worked in this match as much as I knew Usos were going to get out of this match. And they found a crafty way to bump into someone and do a double pinfall through the ropes type thing and and take advantage of a mistake that Sheamus made. And it was very, you know, almost a chicken chiz getaway win and some slight interference. that wasn't complete that helped them win the match. Um, they're still red hot. They're still over. And they just got you to believe it for a second. Talk to me about that. As someone who's been around booked matches, had these matches, when you know you got to keep the champion red hot, but you just got to make the crowd believe the champion can lose. How do you get to that sense of disbelief? Because sometimes crowds get really jaded and they're just like, oh, he's not going to lose the title or they're not going to lose the titles. Well, years ago it was different, but you had to, it was the same effect. You wanted the people believing that that belt can change hands from the bad guy to mm-hmm. the good guy on any given night. And I say this to young guys. I said, you got to be like a comedian. A comedian goes out there and he has to feel the temperature of the room. And then when he feels that temperature and he hears those people, now he knows exactly where to take it. Mm-hmm. Because they will tell you where they want you to go. Of course, you got all this stuff kind of planned for, for the end that would pick them up anyway. But you got to see if you can get them early. If you get them early, you got them. There's no, no like one, two, three, do this and then do this and then do this. It's a long, long process, but it comes from here first, from the ears to the brain, and then you, you follow the, the will of the people. And when you do that, you're getting over with them. Now, tonight, uh, they wanted to see a, a, a title change, which most of them in their heart of hearts didn't believe it was going to happen. But they did such good false finishes that made me believe that, wow, hey, they, they could switch this thing. So when, they, when they're when they kind of getting me in, in on, the, uh, on the action, you know they're getting most of the fans anyway. Because it, if they and, can get you, and, they can get anybody, right? Well, I don't know if you can get anybody, but but <laughs> I enjoy a good match. These guys are good. WWE has some great, great talent, and they are produced, and uh, they're, I mean, they're managed by agents. And when they go in there, they just don't work from say eight thirty to nine o'clock. They go in there at 2 o'clock, and they work from 2 o'clock to 8.30, getting this match together. So it should be good because these these guys got – how long the Usos been in the business with WWE? Oh, God. Like 10 years? WWE, at least since, I want to say, 08, 09, you know? Yeah, they've been – they were there when I was there. Yeah. And then Sheamus was there. Drew McIntyre was there. Then he left and then came back. So these guys got a lot of – they have a lot of experience and they're expected to use their experience when they put them on, when they put them on raw or SmackDown, because that's what they're selling. And if these, if these guys don't know how to do it now, they'll never know. And it was just, it was well done. And uh, you know, they were coming up on time and it, it was, they had just enough time to make that interference thing seem like, Oh, solo Soko is really going to get interference. And then, you know, the, the brung brutes are able to fend him off. And now you're just like, Oh, it's just them. And now the finishers are happening. And then just a crafty little scoop through the ropes to get him and, and cut it off. And it, it feels good if they can keep these titles on the Usos, keep the titles on reigns and sustain the momentum into WrestleMania. 
it's a good thing to chase. And you and then you kind of know you're going to get a title change, but you're looking forward to it. The culmination of it is, I think, building well. So despite all the things outside of the ring, WWE does have a strong hand, I think, going into the Royal Rumble. Let me ask Let me you ask- this. Royal Rumble's a few weeks away. We have some people set yeah. for the Royal Rumble. Ricochet is in there. If the Royal Rumble was tomorrow, who would you have winning the Royal Rumble? We'll ask you this again, Dutch. But uh, we're a few weeks out from the Royal Rumble. Who would you have win the Royal Rumble right now? Uh, who I would like to win the Royal Rumble would be Gunther. Mm. That's who I like. But that would place Roman Reigns versus Gunther, which is that you don't want that. Yeah, so, heel, heel. Yeah, I mean that would actually turn that would turn uh, Roman. I would think. Mm-hmm. And Roman's kind of like he's on that verge. He's no, like a, he's a villain, but. I was in Chicago. There's a lot of people throwing the ones up who like the heel. It's kind of like that Darth Vader of villains so bad they become almost good. He's but he's not good. He's still a pretty evil dude, like as a character for the most part. Yeah, but if you got that Gunther hot and then turn, he did something to Roman, then you got business. Mm-hmm. I mean, big business. I think they would beat the living crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. And- Fans uh, chiming in here. If the Royal Rumble is today, who would you have win? Uh, some people saying Sammy would win, and that would create a certainly an interesting situation with him being set for that. Uh, B40, B40 saying The Rock. Now, obviously, The Rock is in play uh, for this year's WrestleMania. Obviously, it's widely known. WWE wants him. Are they going to be able to get him? He is. There's still a question mark of whether or not they can get him to do uh, this. But, uh, you know, we got some other big names set for this year's uh, WrestleMania. John Cena is expected to have a big match. Logan Paul is hopefully advancing to some match. They may have a match with each other. There was talk at one point of a Cody Rhodes John Cena match, but that's not clear. It seems like Cody Rhodes is going to be involved in the title picture for sure. They're alluding to that too much uh, with him coming back, and he even said it. Uh, I'm I'm coming back for one thing. Uh, so that it seems like that's the case here. Other people saying Cody. Cody comes back at the Royal Rumble, wins wins the Royal Rumble. For me, I really think if it if even if it is predictable, I do think it's something fans would love. If Cody came in, he wins the Royal Rumble. You know he's going to get a title match. You know he's going to be involved in that scene. Doesn't mean it has to be with Roman Reigns. That involves then Roman Reigns losing that championship before WrestleMania. What do you do with the championship before WrestleMania? Do you want to change the champion before Mania, or do you save it for Mania? No, save it for Mania. Yeah. Save it. That's the jewel. I mean, that's what you build it around. You build it around the champion. And it's two nights, too, so we'll, we'll see. But I wouldn't have him lose that thing before Mania. And Does, that was uh, I mean, we've heard, that, we've heard no talk of Rowan Reigns doing two, two matches over two nights. We haven't heard that. I mean, some people said it's a possibility, uh, but we haven't heard much of it recently. Does Ro- Roman winning one night, losing that, does that kind of like lose the magic of him being out there a little bit? Well, him two nights in a row, he, see, he's got to win the first night anyway. Mm-hmm. I would think. He can't lose the first night then come back and, and defend a, a, a title. I don't know, but... Sometimes they have this so uh, so intertwined. It's hard to unravel it. It mm. really is. But I do think uh, I would love to see Gunther in that picture somewhere, not with Roman because I think you got heel versus heel. But still, mm. I think Roman would be the overwhelming baby face with Gunther. Overwhelming. Mm. It's because an interesting it, choice to go with Gunther because I, I think Gunther's going to do something big at WrestleMania. I just didn't think, you know, put him in the Royal Rumble match. What about the women? Who would you have win the women's Royal Rumble match right now if you were picking and choosing? Well, to me, I, I think they're the WWE at this point. They're actually using some of the girls 
that aren't that good. Mm. And like Emma, I was watching Emma. She should be great by now. She's been in the business at least eight, nine, ten years, at least. But it, she looks like she hasn't even haven't even hasn't even improved since the last time I saw her. Mm. But you know, Charlotte's got to be in there. Natasha's got to. Uh, I mean, not Natasha. Uh, who, who's the Bianca Belair? Has got to be in there. But they have the talent to do that. Mm -hmm. And then Bailey. And who's the other girl? That's Rhea Ripley's red hot right now. My at Raw. Rhea a lot Ripley. of people saying her. And I get confused. Hey, I've been hit on the head a couple hundred thousand times. <laughs> so when a couple I times. <laughs> try to try to put some of these people in their place. Hell, I just can't remember. But anyway, I, th I think the, the big news, like you said, is the Vince return. How yeah. that's going to affect business. Let me ask you this. One last question. Sure. Yeah, we're going to wrap up here in a soon, so make sure you hit the like button if you're supporting the show. Go ahead. When do you think, if they're going to uh, sell mm -hmm. WWE, when do you think, or Bill Lapter or anybody else, because I wouldn't have a clue about this question, when do you think it would be sold? You know, it's interesting that they're in this position to go into this WrestleMania season, you know, and it's the biggest quarter of the year. You know, when you were there, when you were working there and everyone said it in the locker room, everyone outside of the locker room, everyone in Stanford that I talked to on the PR side of the things, there is a certain, even though WWE is this 24 seven thing that kind of never really slows down. It goes even harder this time of year in terms of the live events and different stuff like that. I think there's a possibility for me to interview a handful of people before even March for WWE. So there's a lot more amping up now and i think getting as many of the talents out there and media exposure hopefully they don't have to talk about this vince situation and the build it to wrestlemania will create even more just extra interest to just get the name leaning over the fence to everyone and just have everyone talking about it, even if you're just a casual fan and i would think you would want to be able to announce it sometime around wrestlemania when you're at that peak level of media exposure i would think if the deal is done before then whatever the deal is um if it some people say it could be a tv rights deal um but i think some people say oh we won't do a tv rights deal buy us outright and you get it you know you're a you're a Nef nbc university you get it on peacock you're a netflix you're an amazon whoever is in play for this um maybe you want to announce that the week of wrestlemania when you can get the most attention on it i would think that's the time you would want to do it that's a while away um, yep. but that's, I think that's the time when you get the most attention for it. The same way you would say next year, we're going to have the WrestleMania here, uh, the Royal rumble. We're going to announce the next a year out, you know, that works for getting people to pay attention to those things and get that in the back of their head the whole time. Well, let me say to, something to our regular viewers. We're not accompanied tonight by Sid or Rick mm -mm. because both of them had illnesses. I think Rick had a death in the family. Didn't he? Yes. Both of them have family issues. Send our, send our best to uh, Rick Uccino and, Everything he's been dealing with in uh, Sid as well. Great guys. Always love working with them. And uh, I'm always happy to get the call to hop in here with you and, and talk to my my must, much more mustachioed uh, counterpart at Sports Kita. Every I, I'm doing this now, Dutch. I have hair where I can pull them out, but I realize I can only okay, get them up here. I can't get How far can you pull it out? Your, your, your twisties. Do you turn it forward? I don't turn I turn it. I turn a little outward, upward. And they go out like at a 90 degree angle. I don't know if this so shows up get, on the camera, but you get them out there. They're like inches off your face. So do you turn like forward like this? Uh, I'll turn upward. 
Like they go up okay. from my That's, face because I, yeah. I comb my beard down. Yeah. Well, no, you could get it there. Okay. All right. I, I will. I will. Ch- I will chase the the. Uh, have you I'm ever getting, joined a mustache competition? People have you doing that, Dutch? Getting ready to contact a mustache company. <laughs> have you ever done a mustache? You know those outlandish like mustache and beard uh, like competitions where people have like all the curls and all these different well, things. I'm, in the I'm going to online? contact them and see what they say. <laughs> Guess what? They can only they can only say no. <laughs> they can only say mustache, no. Mustache. <laughs> and when I get this grown in, it's kind of sticking out right now. There you go. Looking good. Looking good. Ready ready for the coldest part of the winter. Dutch, if they want to follow you online, where can they get you? uh, Just just follow me online at Twitter, Dirty D Mantel, on Twitter. And yeah, I guess I could get a blue check now since he wants to charge me. (laughs) He can buy it. $8 a month, I guess I could get it. And if you want to pay $8 a month just to edit tweets, it's ridiculous. You should have been able to do that the whole time. uh, Just email me, Dirty. Uh, Dutch Mantel with two L's at gmail.com, and I usually get back to you. All right, that's sweet. Uh, lines are open. You can get me on the Twitter machine at Kev Kellum on uh, Instagram at Kev Kellum6. Uh, doing a lot of stuff with the guys over at Roast Battle Chicago. So definitely check out the comedy stuff I have going on over there. You're talking about comedy, that like reading the room thing in my head. I was like, that's 100% right. That's 100% right. Absolutely. You do uh, that. Busy with all those different things. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe to Wrestle Binge by sports kita that is our youtube channel with our big personality driven shows vince russo teddy long on there as well our big interviews uh and of course check out our listicle channel with lists and all the different breakdowns of different all these huge topics just the sports kita wrestling youtube channel available in your podcast years as well thank you for the people putting us on the charts we're on big charts we got we are like number one in israel number one in ireland which is great number for wrestling one in israel we're number one in israel yeah we've, we've cracked number one a handful of times in israel yeah good where else are we number one number hey, one i believe we were number one in um ireland we've gotten to we've gotten into the top 10 in india we've been number one number two or three in india yeah. uh, and we've been in the top 100 of the united states you know my hometown ultra texas mm-hmm. number one there i found out you're number you're number one in your hometown i hope Walker you're the number Mason. one wrestling podcast in your hometown until cornet comes to town then you, then you know then you're in oh, trouble yeah. <laughs> All right, we covered it, brother. There you go. Thank you so much, Dutch. Always appreciate the time. Being under the learning tree with you is is uh, very, very wonderful. I appreciate it. And it's definitely going to be an interesting WrestleMania season ahead here, too. Uh, if you haven't done so, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. Remember, when watching wrestling, you got to do the most important thing for your wrestling mind. Just take a deep breath. Don't take it too seriously. And enjoy wrestling. Enjoy. We'll see you.